Hi, ever wonder what it's like to work another profession or live in the underworld? Listen to Unsuspecting Riders give a 10 to 15 minute personal masterclass as I spontaneously interview them as they enter my taxi. I'm your host, Simon Rushton, and this is Taxi Chronicles. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we've got a creative guy. He's actually, he's quite phenomenal. He's he's a, doing his own fashion. He makes his clothes. He's into the arts as well, as in painting and all that stuff. So he's kind of, apart from musician, for what, who knows, he may be a musician, he's kind of covered all the angles. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce Mark. So Mark, great to have you here today. Thank you. So tell us, when did you realise you were into the arts? What age? Um, first of all, I'm so sorry, oh, Ben. 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 <laughs> but Mark could be my pseudonym. That's quite creative. <laughs> sorry, it could be... to be yeah. <laughs> I'll go by Mark. Yeah. Um, so when I, when did I realise I was a creative? Yeah, yeah, you decided that you're going to do the route of great. Obviously, we're going to do the Yeah, it w- I think it was ever since I was I was very young. Um, I was drawn to working with my hands, okay. and. Uh, quite anti-academia I could never get my ha- my head around um, kind of logical thinking um, and I think I knew I was excessively emotional as a child so the best way I found like to control those emotions was always with with any sort of uh, artistic expression or experience so that's when I, I think I realized okay. um, was one of your parents or both of your parents into the arts no, both my parents, I'm from a very uh, kind of, you know, nuclear working class family. So um, when it came to me making actual life decisions about university and what I wanted to study further on, it was a little bit, um, it was a little bit foreign because I'm the first person kind of in my family to, to pursue that. Um, my sister's extremely academic and like went down the law route and like did the family proud. And I, I was a bit of a black sheep in that sense. So, okay. so yeah. My, what did your parents do for a living? So my mum, uh, she for for a long time worked with autistic children in in an autistic school, um, and now she's recently just uh, work, like moved to working in a nursery for vulnerable two year olds. So she she's she's quite a Mother Teresa character, um, and my dad. Uh, now works in as a as a like general manager of a records clerk in a law firm but my dad's story is pretty crazy because uh he came from algeria and was uh okay yeah so he's he 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 worked his way up to 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 be quite um you know he he he's done well for himself not not he's not very wealthy but you know because give us give us a spell of his quick spell of he's come from algeria yeah what was he like uh a farmer or something in Algeria? Uh, he, no, he moved here when he was, uh, I think when he was 20. Um, and it was just to, to leave leave the city. I, he just tells me crazy stories of kind of sleeping on the streets here, having no money. Oh, kind it? of, yeah, like, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you move to a new country and you've not got, he like came to this country with the clothes on his back. So he's he's managed to work his way into a position where like, someone like me can you know 
have the privilege of pursuing a, like an artistic career because you know so is so is that is he a bit disappointed then that yeah he feels that you should be more um i don't know if it was disappointment i think he's just but he i mean he was and still is very worried about the idea that can this can this be a career could this become a career um just because it's so foreign you know but how old are you now um 22 oh so you still got time yeah and i mean it's I, I, if i'm honest with you i've been i've been i've achieved enough to try to kind of prove to him a little bit you know at first when it was kind of i had no, i had apps it was just it was just like a dream it he was a bit like you know go and go and do another career that is going to give you a job and like do the art on the side but i told him you know i didn't i just wanted to give him something everything you know okay so the qualifications when you was in school you said you weren't that academic did you leave with any gcse's yeah i got all my gcse's but I, all, all the season uh, above yeah all season above oh, you did better than me <laughs> i got one b and i cheated <laughs> i love F, it everything else was an f <laughs> Yeah, the girl. <laughs> it was it, for me. It was a case of just like I don't know. I don't know if I was lucky or, or whether I was. Um, I don't know what happened, but I was. I think. I think I, I was. I was. Someone looked over me, and then uh, and I got. I mean, I got C's and B's, and it was enough to get you know get get me on my A levels and then to uni. Mm -hmm. Did you go to uh, state school? Yeah, yeah, I went to Hampstead School, so just where you picked me up, around the corner from there, um, I went to I went to school five minutes from where I lived. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, regular state school. Uh, well, Hampstead though is uh, probably not too regular though. Not Ham it's not Hampstead area. Oh, it's okay. Camden, but they oh. call it's called Hampstead School for some reason. Yeah. I wish it was in Hampstead. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, you seem like you've done well as you are. So. So you got your GCSEs, you got your C as the lowest grade, and then you went on. Yeah. What did you go on to do? So I did my A levels, um, and I chose, I chose art and design, um, and then. So that two A levels. Yeah, I did art and design, and then I did like creative writing, which was just like a load of bollocks, honestly. So art and design's one of the A levels. Yeah, yeah. And creative writing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. So you knew the route that you're going down. I knew the route that I wanted to follow. I was just delusional enough to believe that it would get me somewhere someday. There's no promise in following these things, you know. Especially if you come from the kind of family I come from. I'm like, I'm well, I'm well spoken. I'm well educated, but that's not, you know, that's I can't, you know, that's just because of, you know, I had parents who were yeah. kind of they, they they didn't let me kind of, you know, go astray. I follow uh, a professor called Jordan Peterson on YouTube. Yeah. You know him? I haven't heard okay, of him. Okay, he's no. a clinical psychiatrist. Yeah. And he says one of the the main thing about uni is it teaches you how to speak and articulate yourself. Yeah, yeah. And if you can articulate yourself, you can say what you need to say in very few words. Yeah. And get straight to the point yeah. without confusion. Now, mm. that being said, um, it's great what you did with the writing A-level because that is what you really need if you're going to be communicating people through the artistic world as well. Yeah. And especially selling yourself to people to invest in your brand or do whatever, mm. it's going to be a strong, strong point that you yeah. need and stuff. So, all right, you went on, you did your, your A-levels. Yeah. And while I was on my A-levels, um, it got to a point of having to go to university. 
and I didn't have a clue that art universities existed. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. And uh, I just knew that I wanted to do my A-levels and then maybe get some sort of apprenticeship in, I don't know what, but like something where, where I can, you know, not, not my brain won't scramble in front of a screen all day. So, and then one of my art teachers, you know, was like, you know, you can go to university to study art. And um, I didn't have a clue that that existed. I mean, I was pretty ignorant to it all. And a lot of the kids in my class were bigging up this school called Central St. Martins, which I had no idea what it was, but I figured if everyone was talking about it, I better put my cards on the table and, and apply. Um, later I found out that's like, that was the, you know, that, that is the, the biggest fashion school in the world. It's where Alexander McQueen studied. and What area is this? That's in King's Cross now. Okay. It used to be, um, oh, it used to be more central London. I think it used to be, in, uh, it, it's a bookshop now, the original campus, but now they're in King's Cross. Mm-hmm. So I applied to the school. Um, I got rejected from my other application to Kingston. And I remember my art teacher telling me, um, well, if Kingston rejected you, like you know, there's don't don't wait to get here back from Central St Martins because if Kingston rejected you, they won't even look at you. And then, you know, again, I think I was very lucky that I ended up being the only one in my in, from the school I even went to 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 actually move on to go to Central St Martins, and they accepted me um, to do a foundation, and I went and studied all of everything, uh, fine art, graphics, fashion, and then that's how I progressed on to, to, to trying the fashion thing. Did you find out why they accepted you? What got you in? Got you in? Um, I didn't find out why and I think it, it would be, uh, yeah it would be and I wouldn't, I would never, I wouldn't want to make an assumption because I think it would be quite indulgent to but um, I think I just, I, I've always been a little bit um, outspoken in my work and my work's always been a little bit uh, boisterous so I think going to when I applied for Central St Martins, I had some like contentious work that was a little bit could be controversial, could, could be offensive, could be you know satirical, um, but it was all just just about really about not just making pretty things, but also trying to make artwork that you know evoked reaction. Did you um, have an interview when you went? So I had a portfolio review, um, oh. and th- because there's so many applicants, they, they can't physically interview everyone. Mm. So you basically go in and just drop off a portfolio, and they leave a sticker, whether yes. they yeah. whether they want to let you in or not. Um, but the way I did it is you just go drop your portfolio, and then keep your fingers crossed, and then they send you an email a month or two later. So that first piece of artwork or first front page is what it's all about. Yeah, it was, and it was, you know, I have to give credit to the secondary school I went to because uh, there was a teacher called, all of them were incredible, but there was a teacher called Mr. Moody who okay. who would, you know, he wasn't, he was a photography teacher. He wasn't even in the art department, but he spent like a week after school with me from four o'clock till like six, seven o'clock doing my portfolio with me. And he really, he believed in me to bring it. And, and when I got it... Uh, I think just because my school had never seen a kid go to, to a, an, a, like a, a uni like that, so I felt humbled. What so. school did he did you go to again? A Hampstead Secondary School. Hampstead Secondary it's school. in Cricklewood. It's so, like two seconds from okay. where you picked me up. We must. You must make sure you share this episode. <laughs> Hashtag Mr. Movie Hampstead Secondary. Yeah, school. all of them. The whole there. the whole art department at that school. They yeah. were they were 
are really special. I don't. I, I never. I, I'll never forget that people. You know, when, when your parents kind of think what you're doing is a load of shit, they reminded me that like <laughs> they were like, no, like there's a world where this this can exist for you. You know. But do you understand where your father's coming from? Of course. I mean, my father, my, my dad comes from a place where like, you know, there's you've got you've got to make ends meet. You've got nothing. What and, was he doing? Sorry, what was he doing in Nigeria? So he. He moved here when he was 20, so he uh, he was studying and then left secondary school and he was working in like a almost equivalent to a Snappy Snaps, but obviously in rural Algeria, like a photo studio where people go and get their passport pictures and stuff. Um, and then uh, he like did some, he was just, he was just on and off things. I think the main thing that made him move was, he, I don't know if he could see a life you know, I think he had an, a bit of an American dream that happened in London. Uh, so he just, he did, I think he just upped and left one day with the clothes on his back. And, you know, I always kind of bow my head to my dad, even though we bat, we butt heads about the career I want to take. Can you I, tell him he, you understand his point? Oh, I, of course. And the thing is, I'm rational enough. And I, I mean, I, I, I go to school with, with rich kids who... Can, they've got the gift of the gab and they've got the money to afford to be creative but the the difference is, is that I, I've grown up with the difference is, is I couldn't afford to be creative but I, I also couldn't afford to do anything else so it was something I, I refused not I, I refused not to pursue it so I get where my dad's coming from but I've also got a bit of a contrarian mentality would you say you have an edge against the rich kids and now why I ask this is because yeah. When you're privileged, yeah, and you're always given everything, yeah, you don't really have to think outside the box. You exactly, you really have to push yourself or sell in any way. Yeah, but if you come from more of a difficult life, yeah, or interesting life, let's yeah, say, you you have you're more things are more colourful and you see things at very different angles. Yeah, one hundred percent. Things like that. So, would yeah, you, would you say because I would have thought you were you'd be aware and advantage of that. Yeah, well, it turned out. I, it turns out I have been. I was so insecure when I first got to Central Saint Martins because no one's working class there. You're at the best art college in the world, maybe, and I felt I felt completely out of my depth. I couldn't compete with these kids who they know they they know how to sew because their parents had put them in sewing lessons. They know about artists because their parents knew about artists. I didn't know fuck all. So, so, I, but the the thing is, what I did know was how to make makeshift, and I remember my my you know I, I didn't have when I was growing up. My dad would like we'd make toys with with carrier bags and par make parachutes with old Iceland carrier, but and that mentality you don't realise, but it carries over into the way you work, where you just you use what you have, and that resourcefulness is puts you at an advantage because your work immediately is in a different different category yeah, I understand because I, I always amount it I use boxers as an example yeah you never hear of a rich person becoming a boxer never no even though some of the highest, one of the highest paid jobs yeah the CEO or president doesn't get paid what Floyd Mayweather 128 million for one fight yeah 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 you, you can't I don't think there's a profession where you can actually equate no because if he has three fights in a year yeah yeah, well, I mean? he doesn't have to work yeah, for the rest he, of his life. He's getting away, either one fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what you think about that, because 
that even though like a big pop star like Beyonce, she's not earning that much in, no, her, no. in the whole tour of a concert. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's not so and and you think about boxing also there's a lot of less people involved. Yeah. So what my what what my point is before I deviate totally <laughs> is that they're coming from a harder life. Mm. So they want it more. Exactly. And they understand when they're in the ring, yeah, they know they've got people depending on them. Yeah, yeah. And they know they where their parents Floyd yeah. Mayweather is a prime example his dad fought some of the greats yeah he didn't get to the top and now it's his time to yeah thing, and he's done very very well yeah in that respect mm. um, of there so yeah. now you're doing your degree yeah and it's a sandwich degree yeah and you've just finished your year of practical yeah well I came back um, October last year and since then, I've been working on my, my graduate collection. You say you came back. Did you go abroad or something? Yeah, yeah. What? So uh, I, I did two two work placements. I was lucky enough to go to Alexander McQueen and work there uh, in the Queen's design about. team. What yeah. country is that? Alexander McQueen's in London. Okay. And then um, the dream one of mine, of course, was McQueen. is like a, you know, a heritage UK London label. But then I really wanted to go and work for Raf Simmons, who, who's just taken the creative lead at Prada. So uh, I ended up getting the opportunity to go there and this work. This is in London. This is in Antwerp, in Belgium. Okay. So I ended up getting the opportunity to go there and work with the design team. Uh, I take it there was minimal amount of spaces. Oh yeah, it's like I, I not to not to sound like it, it comes off so like. If I heard someone else say it, I'd I'd I'd, I'd want to punch him in the mouth. But it's like it's not it's not common. Let's just say that it is. It was a, one of the biggest achievements of my life doing those two things. Yeah. No, but you sound like you one you you really have a love for what you're doing, here, and it's not just because of something to do. No, just I, what you said the uh, a second ago about coming from a a lower a lower income like lifestyle. I sp- my my best mate who I who I you know I've been best friends with since secondary school. We're both kind of going into this industry, and when we talk, I always say like the thing that makes us different is that like we've we've got something to run away from as well as run towards. Like we're trying to get out of a certain like you know break break br- yeah like break the cycle of just like you know low low income families that that has just that's been the thing in our generations. We, we've got the opportunity to like say fuck that and like give it a go not to I, f- I think what you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong here is if I fail I'm in McDonald's yeah if he fails the other guy not your friend yeah yeah posh kid he still has everything he needs exactly that's exactly and what he yeah. said well mum you know I'm trying to be an artist yeah right? exactly yeah. well you know yeah it takes eight time. I know it's been ten years. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. That is it. And the thing is, when you come from where, where like we, we come from, you got you got to convince your parents. Mm-hmm. You've got to convince your family. Mm-hmm. You've got to convince your friends. All the friends I went to 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 secondary. Do you have to convince them? Well, you've Do got to conv- all my friend. All my friends. They just stopped. They thought they. You know. You know where where. You know, growing up in inner city London, like when yeah. I was a teenager, you know, it, every everything's quite homophobic. And if you say you want to do fashion or art, oh, yeah, and you don't want to do yeah, mechanics, yeah. or you don't yeah, want to, yeah. they, they all think you're, they all think you're gay, they all yeah, think you're yeah. a puff. And, you a fag and yeah. Uh, what I would say is this. 
My dad even, my dad thought I was gay. I said, look, I just wanna... <laughs> I can I understand that. I said, dad, I look, I just wanna make clothes. I said, look, it's yeah. quite attractive, you know. I think the I think the modern lady likes a lad who who's got a feminine, you know, understands. It doesn't even aesthetic. have to be feminine. It just be if you look good. Yeah. If you can conduct yourself good. Yeah. You should tell him from James Bond to Hulk Hogan to <laughs> to Wesley Snipes to yeah. whatever. Yeah. Top actors at their time all have been dressed by some fashion artists yeah. in their in the industry, whether it's music, rap, whatever, well, maybe not rap so much, rap people do their own thing. Yeah. Most people influenced by some, have some fashion um, brand who yeah. throws things on them. But no, I hear what you're saying. All my take was, is that as a strong, as an individual, you just do what you're doing. And it's really good when you do something that's against the grain, mm. and I'd take this to the bank if I was you, you do something that's against the grain and your people criticise you, then you know who your friends are. Mm. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Because you're a friend, a true friend will say something like, listen, I wouldn't do it. Mm. I don't understand it. But if that's what you want to do, yeah, then, you know, I'm for you, but I don't really like it. I yeah. wouldn't do it. <laughs> do you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for but then sure. also, people are young. And when people are young, we're not... There's that communication thing. Of course, yeah. Someone's like, ah, that's gay, man. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I can't, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's one of those things. So tell us, when you got these, um, these, uh, these positions, yeah. the work experience, what was that like? That must have been... That was, it was life-changing. I didn't, I didn't ever, you know, go, just going to McQueen and, and just seeing the creative process behind, like, runway shows and, and you know, a lot of people know McQueen as just, like, what, you know, T-shirts and stuff, that's accessible product. But, like, I was working with the team who kind of creates everything for, for the runway, for the the creative team is, like, it was a dream. You know, you, that's such a small, small niche thing to get into. Those jobs don't exist. They're not in excess, you know. The teams are, like, ten people max. Like one in a million. Probably. Yeah. So to get there, and, and I have to say, the guys at McQueen just, they gave me their time, like, more than I could have asked so you for. Felt, you felt like one of the team? Oh, 100%. They, How long were you there for? Six months, a full a full season. So you were doing, what, like, 16, 12-hour days and stuff? Uh, it, it was quite good hours, um, not too, not crazy. I mean, towards the, towards the show, the, the hours did get get wild, but you're wired. Like, when you're doing something you love, you don't want to go, you don't even want to go home. Did, you know yeah it's because yeah that's true that's true and they say that's that that's the truth that's the um what's the saying true success is doing something you love and getting paid for it yeah yeah so you found true success already you well tell your dad that well, we'll see. Not, not sure he takes it. <laughs> <laughs> my but dad's that, not gonna believe me until yeah, but, i don't but, have to convince you him you can point that out to him though yeah that is true success because so dad you love your job yeah would you do your job if they paid you less? Yeah, yeah. And if he says no, so well, Dad, yeah, you're just a worker. Yeah, yeah. Respect. You know, you know. There's at least I love what I do. Mm, one hundred percent. And it makes people feel good mentally. Yeah, it, it offers us a creative outlet to look at and then to be a part of making it. Mm. It's a beautiful thing to to experience. Did you? And I, I have to ask you this: Did you find that some you ever had people who are trying to copy your work, copy your style? All the time. Uh, all the time. Kids. Yeah, and it's because always the kids who are too rich to have to, yeah. to have a ticking brain. 
So uh, there, there was, I mean, that's why I'm not active on social media anymore because I realise my generation are far better at looking successful than being successful. There is, it's all quite performed amongst my age group. Instagram and things, people, I just thought it's, a, it's all a facade. And I used to put all my work up there and I just used to see it, the kids in the lower years and other kids between my years, they would just, you know, without any dignity, just take it. And so I thought, you know, if I'm going to do anything... It's a tough one, though. Yeah, because then opportunities kind of don't... Opportunities will come through social media, really. Can and you promote... Can you patent your ideas? Do you patent... Mm, I don't know how it works in the art Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's, it's a difficult thing to pin down because people can always... Yeah. Always, always just say, well, I thought of that too, you know. But you know... You know, you know in your heart that when people, when your work's being copied, you feel violated. You know. The only thing I could suggest is that you have your personal website or your social media. Yeah. But you have it on lockdown. Mm. So if somebody wants access to it, mm. you allow them to view, or you allow the McLaren people. Yeah. To someone has access and it's not friends or friends. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. So I mean, that would be good. Yeah. And that would be good. So, what would you say you've learnt from this whole experience that you wish you knew when you started? And it could be a couple of things. It could be from mm. the education side yeah. to actually working with the brands. I, what I wish, uh, well, I don't know, because you know, I would, I would. What I wish I had known is not to worry too much. Because I got, I get often and off, I often still do get quite worried about the future and if this will actually work out as a long-term career. But I wish I had known at a younger age just to ease, you know, the mental strain this takes on you. You know, when you're 16, 17, you want you want to fit in with your friendship group, but your heart is telling you you want what you love is something different to what they love. Um, I would just say. I wish I had the mentality to just be able to be like Sodom all and not worry about everything else because it, it did work out up until this point. And, uh, you know, hopefully the future me will also want to tell that to myself. But I think it's always important to, um, you know, I wish there was a role model that looked like the working class kid, especially, you know, in our industry, in the industry I'm going into, there's not a lot of uh, minorities that are in the positions to inspire kids who don't see themselves, you know, mm. in in the places that they dream of, because we're used to just seeing white men, mm. rich white men in these places, mm. and uh, a lot of like my, you know, a lot of young young kids don't see themselves, you know, in the places they dream of. They don't see themselves in the Disney films they watch. They don't see themselves. So, I just I, I like. I wish I could just have told myself to say to, to like not give a shit because mm. I think I care too much about a lot of things that don't really matter. What does the future hold for you? I hope happiness. I hope content. I hope like looking looking back and feeling like I've achieved something, you know, that hasn't hasn't been easy but has been worthwhile. I hope that's what the future holds. I hope the future holds uh, just enjoying my life I mean like I think life's too short not to enjoy it so it's worth you know giving something a shot to 
to get there one day. Look forward to Monday is the main thing. I'd hate to be another another person who dreads Monday mornings. <laughs> yeah. Probably 90% of the world's population hate dreads Monday mornings. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Monday's okay for me. It's usually my sleeping day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've worked a weekend. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I like yeah. that. And finally, what's the impact you want to have on the world? Um, I want to encourage people to think. And... I want to encourage empathy and uh, you know different level of thinking. I'd like I'd like to encourage uh, you know everybody to, to be able to, to to just be a bit slower in their in their thinking and to un- try to understand things a bit more. Um, so yeah, that would be it. I mean, my generation we're hedonistic. We just want you know pleasure. But I think that I'd like to inspire people to want more than life, more more than that in life you know, deeper understanding of things. Okay. Well, I, I see a vision that you will be very successful. So you've got all the connections. I'm sure you networked. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I've been lucky. McQueen are looking after me this year. No, don't just rely on <laughs> that thing. Network heavy with people. Yeah, of course. Be assigned with them. Always, always make sure. You know what it is? I heard, um, a, um, I was watching an interview on YouTube. Mm. It's called Impact Theory, and the guy said he got promoted, um, and he stayed on his company much longer. He's in the legal in legal industry, mm. where they said that you, no one does more than two years as a um, like a trainee or yeah, yeah. And he ended up doing six or eight years or something like that. And he wow. said because he went round to everybody, yeah, and he said to them, "Listen, what is it that you don't like doing? Yeah, tell me it, and I will do it for you." Crazy, and yeah. he went to every all the main people who were in Portland. Yeah. And and the people on his team. And he just did extra time at home. He stayed in the office. He worked from home. Blah blah blah. And then he, with that attitude, when it came to his two years up. Yeah. Even the CEO went. No, everybody below went. No, you can't have him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, like their life was made much easier. They're getting home on time and all these things. Yeah, yeah. And eventually. Um, the CEO or someone didn't want him to leave. Yeah. But then after a certain like six years, they said, "All right." It's t-. I think it was his his decision to move on. Yeah, yeah. Then. But he just broke the mold. He said, in the ten or twenty years that that company had been taking on yeah um, trainees or graduates, whatever, and it was a prestige job. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just. It was a big kind of one of those blue chip companies. Yeah. Um. He he um. Yeah, he he just kind of rewrote the book. Yeah, and that carried him very well in that respect. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, that's what it's but about. Last but not least, where can people find you if they want to see your artwork, or they're going to email um, you first to, to get a glimpse of your thing? I think they can find me if they're looking. Just give it time. I think. Yeah, they've got to have a. Unless you, I'm to say this is your time to shine, so you could give out your Instagram handle. I and, think and they could ping you a message. I think they could ping you a message and show you what they're about before. Yeah. They catch I, well, if you don't want to give out your Instagram handle, yeah, I mean, I've, my Instagram handles are Ben Ben I B E N B E N N A I. But um, in terms of uh, you know what the future holds, I think if you're looking, you'll see it. I hope. I've got, uh, you know, I've got a different idea of how the work's going to get get out there. Have you co- have you created your brand already? Uh, it's in the works. Okay, so 
I won't, if you haven't registered your brand name, then I, yeah. won't, I won't ask you because someone will just take it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to be careful nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, something you know, it will give it in in uh, due due time. It will it'll all, it'll all be out there. Hopefully, I I hope. Who knows? <laughs> that is yeah. sad. All right. Well, thanks a lot um, for that. Thank you. And we wish you well. Yeah. Thank you. We hope you liked that interview. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to get the latest daily episode. Ever considered investing in the continent with the fastest growing economy and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.